ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between, or irrespective of that binary, pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for a tabletop roulette. Today's game is... Kissing Capes, a firebrands hack by Lauren Peterson, where you fall in love and fight with all your might as super-powered youth. Hi, my name is Megan, and I go by she, they. I'll be playing Astrid, and you can find me on Twitter at TheGeekyNarwhal. Hi, I'm Vanessa Haas, I go by she, her pronouns, and I'll be playing Alina Sepinen, also known as Shield Maiden, who also goes by she, her pronouns. And you can find me on Twitter at AlpacaMyBooks. My name is Weaver, you can call me Eve, I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. I'll be playing Sonia Mahoney, otherwise known as Sympathy. You can find me on Twitter at Apocalypse, that's with three H's and an underscore. Hi, I'm Lauren and I go by any pronoun. I'll be playing Flora Lim. You can find me on Twitter at Laura Chu. So starting off, um, sorry, I'm so used to like doing introductions. It's weird to me to just jump right in without doing that. Um, but we're going to be playing Kissing Capes. Um, we have written up some lines and veils. Um, and I guess we should just start with uh, introducing some of our characters. And then we'll go into things like attractive qualities and influence. So to start off with, uh, my name is Vanessa. I'll be playing Alina Sepinen, um, who is white with blonde hair and gray eyes and very short. She's about like, I think I set her at like 5'3", but she is also Shield Maiden uh, when she is a hero. And Shield Maiden has very big power armor, which is over six feet tall. And no, she's not compensating for being short. Don't say that to her. Um, <laughs> she definitely is, though. So yeah, her powers are she is very smart. She has power armor and gadgets. And we'll leave it there for now, and then we'll do the attractive qualities, labels, and influence separately. So next, Lauren, tell us about your character. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, my character's name is going to be Flora Lim. She goes by she, her. Um, her superhero name is going to be Lady Lynx because a lot of the powers she has are very similar to cats um, and they're very stretchy, very, uh, very chatty. Uh, powers include communicating with living creatures, plants, bees, animals, just anything living, you name it, uh, she can communicate with them. She also has like body contortion skills, so she can stretch, she can put herself into like a little ball and roll down a hill, whatever she wants. She can just do anything with her body, and it's just phenomenal. And last but not least, her last power is going to be weather manipulation, because in the back of her shop, her gardening shop, she just creates little storm clouds, and that way all of her lovely plants get some rain. Yeah, and I think that's all for me. Oh, I guess I should continue. She uh, she is Chinese, 5'2". She's got uh, black, short, wavy hair that ombres into like a dark purplish color. Um, and she's just very sweet, very kind-hearted. Generally, she tries not to cross anyone. And she's just here to live her life and do whatever uh, do whatever the earth tells her to. Yeah, and I think that's it for me. 
Okay, Weaver. My name is Weaver. You can call me Eve. I use she, her, they, them pronouns. And today I am playing Sonia Mahoney, otherwise known as Sympathy. Her powers are empathy, healing, and shields. And so she tends to be very, like, receptive to other people. And she tends to kind of base a lot of her actions off of, like, how other people feel and how other people are kind of going about things. She also tends to be very reactive. She doesn't tend to, like, rush into things. She tends to kind of, like, let things come to her. Okay, and Megan. I'm Megan. My pronouns are she, they. And I'll be playing Astrid who goes with they, them pronouns. Astrid is also known as Andromeda, and their powers are energy blasts, gravity manipulation, and levitation. Their mom was a stoner, and their dad was a cosmic being, so now they're dealing with whatever that brings to them. Okay. And then we have all picked an attractive quality for our characters. And how this works is we pick one for ourselves and then everyone else will pick one for our character. So uh, going down the list again, starting with Alina, my attractive quality that I picked for myself is confident, which is a very nice way to say she's a bit full of herself and kind of an asshole. Does anyone have an attractive quality that they would like to give to her? I want to say pretty. And what'd you say? Which one of us? Uh, sorry, no, I heard Megan. Pretty is very good. What did you say, Weaver? Probably go uh, intelligent. Okay. The person with super intelligence is intelligent. <laughs> I know. We had to tack that on there. That's fair. <laughs> Illegal not to. to be clarified. <laughs> okay, and then... For uh, Laura, what attractive quality did you pick for yourself? I chose kind-hearted. Okay. Oh, I love uh, her already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say down-to-earth. Hmm. I'm going to say responsible. Eco-friendly doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I already used a version of pretty or cute. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you could still say she's beautiful. <laughs> We can all just be very pretty and beautiful. <laughs> I think she's cute. I think she's cute. <laughs> okay, and then Sonia, tell us what attractive quality you picked for yourself. So in a stunning stroke of just uniqueness, I picked kind. I'll add on energetic. Hmm. I'm stumped. Ooh, heroic. Heroic. I like that. As I misspell it. Again and again and again. Okay. That's a mood. I'm horroric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Horro. You're to save day. Okay. And I'm going to say thoughtful. I like that. I like that too. And now Astrid, what attractive quality did you pick for yourself? I picked energetic. <laughs> I'm going to add mysterious. Ooh. I'm gonna misspell this. No, I didn't misspell it. I'll add independent. I'm going to add stunning. Oh, nice. Okay. So then next we have uh, five labels, which are danger, freak, savior, superior, and mundane. Um, we each pick one that we embody and one that we deny. The one that we embody is the one that we try to live up to and embrace for good or for ill and how the majority of the city sees you. The label you deny is the one that you have the most trouble believing yourself capable of fulfilling. So for Shield Maiden, the 
one with super intelligence and power armor, I embody superior. But I'm also I also deny mundane because I don't feel like I could just be a normal person. And let's switch things up and go to Megan. What do you embody and what do you deny? Um, Astrid embodies freak because she has no idea what's going on with herself and the city doesn't either. No one does. Very definitely part alien and out of this world. (laughs) And she denies danger because she could that's like i guess a fear of hers but she could never truly see herself being someone so powerful they're feared okay and sonia what do you embody and what do you deny Sonia embodies savior because with their power set they're kind of built to save people they're built to help people um and so that's kind of what they do. They feel it's their responsibility. Well, she feels it's her responsibility. And she denies danger because she doesn't really go looking for, for trouble. She kind of just lets what happens, what will happen, happen. Okay. And uh, Flora, what do you embody and what do you deny? So Flora is going to embody uh, mundane, mainly because um, she feels like her powers aren't as like as powerful as everyone else's. So she feels kind of like weak next to them. And she thinks that or yeah, so she thinks that uh, that she can't be as good as everyone else. So she just thinks that she's like normal. Um, but she's also because she has all these um, earthly gifts um, of like communicating with living creatures and being able to manipulate weather. She uh, she thinks that she's got like a good understanding of the earth and is very kind to all living creatures and things like that um and the one that she denies is going to be savior because she thinks that uh, because she's not as powerful or doesn't perceive herself to be as powerful as the others i guess um she thinks that she'll be she she would cause more trouble or get in the way and not be able to um do anything to help others okay um so the next is influence If someone has influence over your character, that represents that you care what they think and feel about you, and their words carry more weight than others, and they can affect your labels. A bunch of different games will, like, give or take away influence from people, and may also ask people to, like, shift labels and things like that. Um, So did it... To determine who starts out with influence of your character, we go around and ask who knows your character's civilian identity. Everyone who says that they do has influence over you. I just realized something that we should probably go over first. Um, What age range is everyone comfortable playing with their characters? Uh, Because I know... Ooh, that's good. Yeah, because I know Masks is generally, like, teenagers. Um, I have played this before with, like, kind of college age, if that's more comfortable for people. I would say, like, late teens, early 20s would probably be the best bet. So, like, 18 to 22? That works. I'm okay with, like, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. And, Lauren, does that work with you? Yeah, that works great. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason why I ask is also because um, I have played my character before in Masks, um, and I know that she would behave differently and people would know her civilian identity uh, differently between her being like 17, 18 and her being like 20. So yeah, so as a like 19, 20-year-old, Alina doesn't really hide her identity much. 
Um, like, she doesn't go around flaunting, like, oh, I'm Shield Maiden, everyone look at me. But, like, if her, like, helmet gets knocked off in battle, that doesn't stop her from fighting. So anyone that thinks that they might know her civilian identity, write down that you have influence over me. I would have put it under their attractive qualities, but they're dumb. They probably don't know. (laughs) Attractive quality, dumb as heck. <laughs> no thoughts. Head empty. I think I think Sonia would have a pretty good idea because not only would it be like actually seeing you, but then it's just like working in like close proximity with you, like on a team, and then also like or like interacting with you as a superhero, and then kind of like if I encounter you outside of that, that I might be able to recognize like your emotional responses. Okay. I recognize these emotions. <laughs> Uh, so is Sonia the only one? If so, then we will move on. I'm going to continue mixing things up. And uh, Sonia, tell us about how well you keep your civilian identity a secret. So Sonia doesn't uh, doesn't have like a lot of capability when it comes to keeping it a secret and usually relies on just kind of like the kindness of strangers. So it's like, Oh, you figured out who I am. Please don't tell anybody because oh. like I I need this so that I can continue to help people. So if you don't tell anybody, then you're helping me help people. And other than that, it's like she doesn't have like the the best secret identity because it's literally just like what's your name? Sonia. Sonia Serafina Mahoney. What's your her name? Sympathy. It's totally not some kind of a weird portmanteau that accidentally happened. <laughs> It's almost as bad as if her hero name and her real name were the same. Like, I don't know, if someone was named Hope. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Hope doesn't expect to have any level of anonymity, though. She just goes (laughs) full-on Iron Man. Okay. Uh, So yeah, so it sounds like everyone, um, if they want it, has influence over Sonya. I'm looking at Astrid. Are you not taking influence over anyone? (laughs) I suppose they would have Astrid over Astrid over Sanja. Yes. Um. No influence over Sanja. Okay. And then Flora, tell us about your uh civilian identity and how much you keep it a secret. So she tries to keep it as much of a secret as possible, uh, mainly because she works in the like in the garden shop. She really doesn't want anyone to uh to figure out it's her because. Otherwise, like, I don't know, the whole garden place would be a scam. She isn't really, um, I wouldn't say working. She doesn't want anyone to think that she, the only reason she's good at gardening is because she has these powers, right? And so she would try to keep it under wraps um, as much as humanly possible. But I'm sure uh, it's probably gotten out at one point um, from like little kids or something after like showing them uh, that she can make, that she can make uh, flowers dance on their own, you know? (laughs) I'm going to take influence over Astrid likes flowers. <laughs> hey, you've probably at some point seen me talking to some bees and being like, oh, she, yep, that's her, yep. Astrid is a flower. <laughs> um, so I always say that Alina probably doesn't have influence over you, just because I feel like Alina hasn't done a lot of research or too much trying to interact outside of the team thus far. So if your identity is even remotely a secret, she's not going to know who you are as a civilian. <laughs> so about 
about that. Mm-hmm. So Astrid doesn't just doesn't even try at this point. Their powers are a little out of whack at all times, and sometimes they just happen, and they discover things when trying to do normal things. So they've had to switch schools a lot, and people know it. They don't wear a mask. So it is in all likelihood you know their civilian identity. Okay. They just gave up a long time ago. That is very fair, honestly. Sonia, everyone knows knows Astrid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, Sonia, are you taking, or do you think that you know? Um... Absolutely not. Unless there's been an instance in which, like, so I kind of imagine that, that Shield Maiden and Sympathy would interact. I really don't know if there would be a lot of instances where Sympathy and Lady Links of Sympathy, of, like, Sonia and Flora interacting but Sonia isn't a telepath, so unless I run into Lady Lynx, I'm not going to be able to piece it together. Okay, so then um, for the rest of the game, if you are prompted to take influence over someone that you already have influence over, you get to shift their labels. And let's see. Oh, um, if you take influence over someone who has influence over you, you can instead just cancel out their influence. So that way you don't have it over them, they don't have it over you. And yeah, so that's just how influence will work in this. Next is the city. So starting off, does anyone have a city name that they would like to use? Belgard? Belgard? Like B-E-L-L-E-G-A-R-D? That would work. It's an actual okay. word. Um, It's spelled I don't remember how it's spelled, so I had to look it up. B-E-L-G-A-R-D. Ooh, I like that better, though. Oh, I do like that. Okay, so I ha- had to look up what Belgard meant. Um, it's a loving look and amorous glance. That is perfect. Oh, adorable. Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so I like Belgard. Um, if you're cool with it, having the extra L and E, because... I like it. It's that fancy. means beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, and then um, City of Belgarde. Okay, so then next we have descriptions. While it is assumed that the city is densely populated, m- metropolitan area, beyond that, we get to decide what it looks like. So we can make up some neighborhoods or add some descriptors to the city. Everyone can just like go ahead and write things in if you have an idea, since we're all sharing a Google Docs to keep this all in, um, and then I'll just read it out at the end. But some examples that the Kissing Capes book gives you are things like advanced technology, maze of subways, corrupt politicians, many bridges, stuff like that. I'm going to add many bridges because I just like the idea that there's just a lot of places around the city where you can just stand over the water and gaze into someone's eyes whether it's something like the i can't think of any of the names of the bridges that go out of new york right now the manhattan bridge that's a thing right i'm from like the new jersey new york area and i don't i don't know <laughs> i'm nowhere near there so i super don't know i'm gonna add ocean adjacent Ooh. Ooh. that's good 
Yeah, so whether it's like a big bridge like that or just like a little bridge in a park that's known for like people put locks on it for their love or stuff like that. Any kind of bridge you want. The bridge that goes across the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the bridge that connects us to Russia. When will my love return from the sea? I want to say, ooh, I like, this is a bit weird, but botanical diversity? It's it's big words, but... Damn it, Flora. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to add something like that. I was going to say, like, flower mazes or something like that. So I love that. That's a lot. Yes, yours sounds a lot more intelligent. <laughs> I just mean, like, there are a lot of different kinds of plants. And some of them are probably invasive species. But, um... I wonder where they came from. I wonder. I mean, honeysuckle is just, like, everywhere anyways. So, like, why not? (laughs) I kind of now have this mental image of the city going to Lady Lynx and just being like, can you, like, just tell these flowers just, like, not to grow? That's disrespectful. The bees need them. (laughs) Lady Lynx just comes back and just goes, uh, so the honeysuckle called me a xenophobe, and now I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. I didn't like switch rooms. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, our city is very romantic already. <laughs> um, <You know? laughs> let's add some crime. Um, or I guess this could also go with important figures, because we'll also be adding important figures. Things like the mayor, the greatest hero, the most terrible villain, a well-known vigilante, or a beloved celebrity. So um, either in the description or in important figures, let's come up with some people to fight. We might not ever actually fight them. We might just talk, get food, and then kiss. But on the off chance, we do actually fight something. <laughs> So what if there's like a super villain organization, like the Legion of Doom, quote unquote Legion of Doom, like whatever the off brand version of that would be, has like a headquarters in our city. That's cool. Like a villains association. Yeah. A villainous organization's headquarters. So I'm steepling my fingers and I feel like, so this is, this is frankly just a suggestion. So feel free to veto it because it may not be the direction we want to go. How about like a mafia? How about just like it's a mafia city? I like the fact that it's like a romantic mafia city, which is like, oh, yeah, like over here we have like the kissing bridge. And over there is like the the beach where people like they say that if you walk along the beach, you'll be in love forever. Oh, and over there is like where like all those people got murdered. (laughs) And then, like, right up the street is the mafia. And then on the other side of the mafia is just, like, where the supervillains hang out. <laughs> but then on the other side is the botanical gardens. And, oh, my God, it's so lovely. Perfect place for a first date. Supervillains deserve love, too. <laughs> you walk into a restaurant and there's, like, a 50% chance that you're going to, like, go in with a date and meet in the middle on a piece of spaghetti or someone's going to come in with a gun and then we'll cut to black <laughs> and you'll have to see, oh, wait, no, there's never another episode. <laughs> like city, but it really does showcase, like, where our mind is at. <laughs> like, what's in the city? Uh, romantic stuff and villains. <laughs> Everything we need. So I'm going to add an important figure. We should be there. doing that, yeah. 
Uh, their name, or her name is Scrapper. And if my GM ever listens to this, uh, thank you for making this NPC for me. I'm using her. Um, <laughs> Mine now. Exactly. <laughs> um, she runs a kind of like, uh, I guess, kind of like wrestling, kind of like fighting program specifically for people with powers called Fight Ooh. Stream. Oh, so it's streamed. Yes. I mean, there are also, like, live shows and stuff that you can, like, go to. Um, but, yeah, it's also, like, a pay-per-view, pay-per-view kind of, like, streaming service. And if I ever play this again, I should play a hero that streams their self. <laughs> I'm going to add another important figure. Um, her name will be Miss Dot. She runs the local bakery in town that also doubles as a drug cartel. Ooh, I like that. She sounds all nice, but no. <laughs> I actually have an idea for a, a notable character, uh, important figure as well. And that's going to be that's going to be Apparatus. And I'm going to say that Apparatus is the leader of the local villain headquarters. And I'm going to say that they have uh, the really amazing superpower of being able to control, delay, or, uh, or like, enhance chemical reactions. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Ooh, that's fun. Please do not him and the baker slash drug dealer together. <laughs> Who says he's not working with the mob? Yeah, maybe we should do, like, some heroes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should do, like, some good guys. Some, like, positive figures. This town is going to go burning to the ground. Okay, then I will I will add someone. Uh, his name is Techsmith. He is getting close to retirement. He's a, an older hero. Um, and by older, I mean he's probably like in his 40s or something. But, you know, like ancient. And he is also a tech-based hero and someone that Alina has looked up to, like, all of her life. I have an idea. So, also sort of tech-based, I want I want a heartthrob that, you know, is, like, basically, you know when there's, like, some teenage or young adult supermodel or star that everyone's talking about, like, when I was younger, it was the Jonas Brothers, I say, having war flashbacks. But no, like, I'm gonna say there is this superhero named Lovelace, and... She does nothing. <laughs> She's basically a commercial superhero. Yeah, no, that's good. So I came up with an idea for mm -hmm. a, a superhero, and I think that I actually like it. Tell us. I kind of like coming up with a hero that is, like, the inspiration, like, the person that actually got Sonya to get into being a superhero. And so I'm going to introduce Intervention. Is they them? Uh superhero he has uh healing powers and can also mimic other people's powers when they're like within range okay i think that is a good pool to draw from um does anyone else want to add any last details no okay the way this game works is it's actually made up of multiple games um we go around the group um at least once, but we can, of course, keep going after that. And when it's your turn, you pick what game you want to play and who you want to play it with. So there's things like Fed Up, 
when you are fighting with someone, a chase when you are chasing someone down, a conversation over food, you're eating a meal together. Back-to-back is when you are fighting back-to-back, like you're on the same side. Uh, Training day is a good group one, and when I played, that was how we started out. We were all, like, training together, but it's not... We don't have to start that way this time. On patrol is you are on patrol with someone, just like talking, looking for crime. So it has come to this is when you are like one of the other players is your enemy and you are not just verbally fighting like you are going to physically fight. Um, Stealing time together is the very romantic one where you are being both emotionally and in some ways physically intimate. Um, A free-for-all is... Let's see. Uh, Everyone's characters meet in your costumes to do battle. And that can just also be just a very... I want to say bombastic. I think I'm using that word correctly. Um, Game to play. And then blowing off steam. When you're just having fun together. You're just hanging out somewhere. The general rules of the game are, if you want, you can always just read out what is written in the game verbatim. You know, all these questions, like the leading questions are here to help set up the story and the scene for you to play. But you can also ad-lib some things. Um, Some games specifically say, like, a conversation's over food. You don't have to use any of the prompting questions. You can just ad-lib the whole scene. And uh, you should always convey the thrust of what's written and not contradict what's written. But either way, you can always elaborate freely. So if we want, I can start off because I think I'm the only one that has played this game before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then I'll start us off with Training Day. It's a nice group game. We can all kind of get our game leg. So yeah, so training day. Uh, Decide as a group whether or not we're in costume. Since we don't all know each other's secret identities, I'll assume that we are in costume. So everyone who is everyone who is playing decides how they are training, where this training session takes place, and what circumstances led to the training. So what do we think? Do we have like a place where we train together like officially does anyone have kind of like a secret base that we go to um i feel like alina probably has like a science lab that would have like a hollow training room or like a physical training room that we could use astrid lives by herself they probably wouldn't mind if you wrecked their apartment but it's also their apartment so that maybe that'd be fun okay so is it like did we like lose our last fight and Astra's like we should train everyone come over to my place and then we show up and it's just a regular apartment yeah people say they know a place and it's just a normal apartment oh my god any place we can train it's just like is this your kitchen Alina shows up in like her big like power armor and like squeezes through the door and is like you know I had a lab we could have used there's like a little the the stereotypical like little old lady downstairs who's just like banging on the the her ceiling with like a broom handle. Keep it down, I can hear you stomping around. <laughs> Astrid's probably had to move a few times by this point. <laughs> Never gets their security deposit back. <laughs> nope. So then uh we ask each other 
how do you look to me? What's your mood? Um, so I will start by asking Sonia, how do you look to me? What is your mood? Uh, so I'm going to assume that we're in costume. Yes. And I'm going to say that in costume, uh, Sonia has, she has dark features, but pale skin. So she has very, very dark eyes and very, very dark hair that's kind of pulled back into this like loose-ish braid. And then she has her like very cute little like innocent costume where it's just like, it's enough to hide her identity, but it's like also kind of like, I'm actually a hero. Please take me seriously. And like a little domino mask. And she mostly wears like silver, silver and white to kind of create like a very trusting kind of vibe. Um, And her mood is uh, very dependent on like how everyone else is feeling. Because she's an empath. So her mood right now, I guess, would be best described as, like, receptive. Okay. So then uh, pick someone else and ask them those two questions. And for anyone that um, wants to read through the the game as well, it's on page 16. Ooh, thank you for the page number. Let's go with uh, Flora. Uh, what do you look like to me? And what's your mood? Yeah, so Flora's got her hair pulled back in a ponytail. Um, that way she could see better. Um, her mask that she's got covers pretty much her entire face. It's like a yin-yang with koi fish. Um, um, and then she is um, a little finicky. She's like picking at things. She is a little stressed out. You can tell she did not want to lose the fight because she didn't, She wanted to make sure that no one was hurt, right? And she definitely brought a, a little flower plant halfway as a uh halfway as a home warming or what is it called a home warming gift um but also halfway to just like mumble off to the plant and make sure that uh, and just to have the plant like rattle back off at her because she knows that that's her uh that's her happy place uh but she is she's just a tad stressed (laughs) question is she in the corner of like the kitchen just talking to the plant while everyone else is training She's training a little. She's training her mind to be connected to this plan. <laughs> she needs to know how it's feeling. <laughs> She's the one at the party that just pets the cat. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> But she's happy being there, too. She's enjoying herself. She just is too anxious to say that she's enjoying herself. It's like, Flora has been spending a lot of time, like, ta- like petting the cat. Hey, Flora, <laughs> do you want to just, like, come have a conversation? And then she can just be like, no, I'm talking to the cat. It's fine. <laughs> and they're going to be like, like, oh. Right. Of course you are, sweetie. <laughs> Bless your soul. Get the cattle prod. <laughs> Would Astrid have a pet? They'd probably have, like, a hamster or something. A hamster that's about to be very distressed. (laughs) Flora would go calm it, no worries. I'll talk to the the sweet baby hamster. (laughs) The sweet child just running on its wheel like, oh my god, there's so many people. (laughs) She always does this. They always do this. What are they? What is Astrid doing to me? I like that the the hamster is like a southern gentleman. <laughs> it's my go-to. It's not good, but it, it works. It's just like you take him out and he's just like, oh boy, I've got the papers. Right. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I love that. Okay. And then um Flora, you can ask someone the questions now. I'll I'll look at Astrid. Um, so how do you look at me? What's your mood? I think Astrid 
just is practically glowing maybe literally you're who knows and they just seem really happy to have other people in their house i think they seem they seem happier than they should be given they just got beat up i think is the best way to describe how they are right now like though their their costume is a little ripped and their hair is frizzy they're just having a good time they're vibing okay um, and then I'll say to Astrid, Shield Maiden looks... So it's hard to tell because Shield Maiden is in power armor, but you can tell that like she is looking around your apartment, kind of like assessing the situation and realizing that this is not an appropriate place to train. But if it's what Astrid wants, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, they're just kind of... Or she's just kind of... Um, like she just gives a little nod like okay, this this is what's happening today. This is where I'm at with my life right now. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Probably <laughs> just like a normal, maybe probably more open floor plan, but a normal apartment. <laughs> and then during the montage, anyone may ask for details about the location, relationships, or circumstances. So feel free if anyone has any questions to jump in. Um, and then what we'll do is we will go around the table. Each of us gets two turns and the one who has the least influence over others goes first. Um, but again, we all have two influence and I've played this before. So I'll start us off and then we'll just go. What is easier for people going down like our list on discord as around or the uh, word doc as around? Cord list works for me. Anything works for me. Okay. Okay, so then we'll around will be me, Weaver, Lauren, Megan. Um, so on your turn, you choose a challenge you're facing and who could help or hinder you, and then they will answer it and we'll have like a little a little scene. So I'm going to direct this one at Astrid, um, because this is your apartment. As we start to train you can tell that I am holding back. I'm partially afraid to hurt you and also very much afraid to break things in your apartment because I have this big heavy power armor and I don't know if this apartment is supposed to hold this much weight and I have my big metal hammer with a bunch of different like modifications to it. I just really don't want to destroy where you live. Um, so do you push me to give it my all or give in to my fears and why? I think they give in to your fears, but I'm not sure that they realize that's what they're doing. I think if you're going easy on them or if you're not doing your best, Astrid assumes you're just playing, basically. Astrid is having fun, and that's probably what they're trying to do with you. Okay, so is it, like, just very obvious that Astrid's just having, like, a good time and this is, like, a game to them? Yes. Astrid is not taking this seriously at all because they do not think she's taking this seriously. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I definitely think that um, after, like, we go back and forth a bit, Shield Main starts to see that this is just kind of, like, a game to you, and it's just like, okay... Um, I guess, and, like, still is kind of going easy on it, 
on like you and just trying to be very careful but is also trying to like have some fun with this so like they'll like mess with different like settings on their power armor like you don't know why but they have shield maiden's power armor has like led lights on it and so um like they'll i don't know why i keep using that um she will go for like a swing and like turn on the lights and they'll just start to like strove like okay if we're gonna have fun with this it's gonna be fun (laughs) oh man yeah that's exactly what astrid's looking for they're probably like bouncing off kind of not bouncing repelling is repelling the right word they're they're pushing they're getting on your armor and then pushing themselves off and then floating a little ways and then trying to grab on something and swinging back to you god Sorry, I just I'm just imagining like kind of treating Astrid like like a beach ball, like give you a light shove and see if anyone like bumps you back. Do it, do it. Like <laughs> Astrid just glides apart across their apartment like oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, so next, uh Sonia, you will pick one of the questions and who you are addressing it to. I'm reading through the questions and they're very, they're so unusual for like this character type. It's so interesting. Unusual for a soft? Like, yeah, like unusual for someone who doesn't have like active powers. I mean, it's like a lot of it is based off of like active training and like there's like three or four that are like very conducive to this sort of things. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. So I think what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to uh, go with the, um, while I perform a difficult exercise, you notice a vulnerability in my technique. And I'm going to direct this one at Flora, because I feel like this would be an interesting thing, because I feel like we're both the negotiators, quote unquote. And so do you say something now and help me correct it or make a note of it to exploit it later on? Why? I get carried away and accidentally hurt you. I feel like that's supposed to be a second question that they just didn't. Yeah, it is. Um, I just remember there is one of these. That's like two questions put together. Uh, Yeah. So. Okay. While I perform a different exercise, you know, it's a vulnerability in my technique. Do you say something now and help me correct it or make note of it to exploit later on? Why? And then the, I get carried away is a separate one. So yeah, Flora, do you say something? Yeah, Flora would definitely say something because she wants to make sure that you're as strong as possible and she does not want uh, you to get hurt in battle. Um, so she'll just, she'll just mosey on over after saying goodbye to the plant and the, the hamster. Um, and she'll be like, hey, um, hi, I, I noticed there's something that you could be doing better. You don't have to do it, of course, because, I mean, I'm just an impartial judge and I just want to make sure that you're fine. Um, but you could be doing this, like, and I'll, and I'll show you what to do um, to make sure that you're stronger. So do we want to go into like specifics? If you want to, yeah. Because I feel like that might actually like spice up the the dialogue a little bit better and it might give us like a little bit more to work with as opposed to just like, I noticed you doing X. It's like, yeah, I was doing X. Funny, you should mention. Um, so I have an idea. How about, um, it's kind of obvious when uh, Sympathy has kind of pulled the emotions of another person into into herself because she actually takes on their eye color Ooh. and you noticed that my eye colors were rapidly shifting between both shield maiden and uh andromeda 
and that I had kind of lost the ability to decipher, to differentiate whose emotions were whose. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, so I'll go over, um, and I'm sure I know that whenever you do that, that happens by now. And I'll be like, hey, I, f- I feel like you're s- not struggling, right? Because you're very powerful and you're wonderful. Um, but I see that you're wavering a little bit. And I wanted to see if I could offer my help. Um, sometimes whenever I get nervous or stressed, I just sit here and I do a little meditation and I just think about the earth and how wonderful it is and how it just provides for us, right? And I take a deep breath in and I channel my inside power and I feel like I can just I can just do anything, you know, and I just feel like reinvigorated. And I don't know if that might help you, but if you'd like, I can make I can make it like rain lightly outside if that would help you like channel your inner inner divine energy, you know? But whatever you want, I'm here for you, you know. So out of curiosity, is there like a a window to this apartment? Like, is there like a way for us to just like large enough window to get out to actually like go outside? I'm going to assume that there is because like, let's build this apartment. Why not? (laughs) So yeah, then I'm going to suggest that it's like we can leave these two to kind of do their thing. And I'm going to use my uh, force fields to kind of create like a little balcony, like a very rudimentary balcony with like an awning kind of vibe. So it's basically just like a square attached to the window. And then we can just kind of like go out there and sit down and then like the rain can come on and then we can both just kind of like have that moment to meditate. And I think that that could be really cool. Yes, I love that. I'm going to bring our uh, our little plant buddy outside because he's been telling me how much he needs some some water. He is a little dehydrated. So I'll be like, hey, if, if possible, can can Henry come out with us? He just he just needs some some moisture. Aww. We're just out there like with Henry and with. I don't know, Lord Sprinkles, the hamster. I don't know. Does anybody, does, I, I didn't know if anybody else had come up with like a name for the hamster. We had just <laughs> been calling him the hamster. But I like the idea of him as like this like very elegant Southern gentleman. <laughs> Lord Sprinkles. I'm okay with that. Pure. Yeah, he's Lord Sprinkles. He he uh, grew up in New Orleans. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, the hamster lore we all needed. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm trying to build like a, an in-depth world, okay? <laughs> just watch Lord Sprinkles is going to become like the favorite character. <laughs> a detailed textured world. So yeah, I actually like that. That's really good. And then being able to kind of like have that moment that I can just like channel and I can channel their emotions and I can understand that it's like they're having fun. And it's good. It's 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 a good thing, as Martha Stewart would say. It's a good thing. Okay. Now, Lauren, you may pick one of the questions. Sorry, I should have addressed it by your character. Flora, you may pick one of the It's close. It's close. See if I can build off our pure uh, balcony time. Just looking over this, the questions to see what I can do. Ooh, okay. So uh, it'll be with uh, Sanja since we're out here in the rain anyway. And I guess... Uh, because I'm making it slightly rain, you're going to see that I slightly, like, just barely glow blue just a little bit since I'm making it rain. If I'm making it sunny in daylight, I'd grow, I, I would glow red. But I'm currently glowing a little bit blue. Subtle, you can't really see it unless you're, like, looking at me. But as I'm sitting there meditating and rain is falling down around us, you all of a sudden see my mind goes into a little bit of turmoil and the rain gets harder and stronger and it starts to lightning a little bit, thunder a little bit outside. Will you leave me there or would you try to stop me before it gets too bad? 
Um, I think that there's going to be a moment where we're both kind of sitting there, you know, doing the very typical, like, kind of, like, relaxation uh, uh, meditation. And then I kind of get that feeling of, like, turmoil. And as I look over, I notice all of these things going on. And then I notice, oh, it's raining really hard. There's some lightning. There's some thunder. The clouds have gotten dark. And it's at that point that I'm going to kind of, like, reach over and just very gently put my hand, like, on your knee. And I'm just going to say, like, hey, it's okay. Laura will jump a little bit. And it'll just stop. It'll be normal weather and it'll be fine. And I'll just look at you and be like, oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. I got a little out of control. Hey, it happens. Then I'll wave at Henry. and will be like, I'm so sorry, Henry and uh, Lord Sprinkles. Poor guys are probably soaked. There are worse things to be. <laughs> Besides, all part of training. And if things had gotten out of control, I could have just put the shield up and everything would have been fine. Oh, yeah, I definitely forgot you could do that. So I'm glad to. Ha- I'm glad we're on the same side. <laughs> Hopefully they're having fun in there as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess that's the upside, is that I always know that people are enjoying themselves. Doesn't really, uh, aren't, I feel like we're supposed to be, like, training, training? I feel like this is training a little bit. Uh, I gotta, I'm training to get more in touch with my emotions without making them go overboard. That's, that's true. And that's very important. Especially considering the fact that so many people's powers are tied to their emotions, and emotions can be really overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, we're all just learning, aren't we? (laughs) As long as we do well. As long as we're actively trying to learn. One foot in front of the other, right? Yeah. That was like a cute little moment. So gay. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and Astrid, you pick a question. Yeah. I'm looking at these. Hmm. Oh, okay. So Astrid's playing around with you and they're like, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. I want to try something. And they describe trying something that sounds dangerous. They want to use their powers in a new and potentially dangerous way. Do you talk them out of it or do you push them harder? Why? So Astrid got board basically and it's like what if i just what if i just levitated you what if what if i just gravity shifted the room do you think you could do that like this this is pretty dense i don't know i've never tried i mean it's your place go for it might as well do something with like the training <laughs> gosh what would happen guess I mean, you could decide if they're actually successful or if i fall through the floor down to the old lady's apartment that was knocking on the ceiling. <laughs> if you're a tour and you can flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna flip a coin. I didn't decide sides before I flipped. <laughs> okay, so what about heads at works, tails, I am in... Miss Miss apartment downstairs. <laughs> and Astrid gets kicked out of the building for the third time this month. Um... <laughs> If that happens, we can just U-Haul it. It'll be fine. It's very early in our relationship, but it'll be okay. (laughs) It'll be fine. No one gets hurt either way. It's just gravity. (laughs) Okay, which was heads? Heads as it works. Yeah. So Astrid decides to get creative, and they focus really hard, and it kind of looks comical, because they're definitely doing that thing where they scrunch up their face. And, like, press their fingers to the sides of their head. Like, they're they're trying to an over overly comical amount. And 
they do this a lot, so it's kind of hard to tell when they're actually trying. <laughs> and then just everything shifts a little bit. I'm not sure if it probably is only in the room. So the others on, on the makeshift balcony probably have no idea what's going on. But <laughs> everything's just a little bit floaty now. And from the looks of it, Astrid is just really happy that you didn't stop them. <laughs> Alina generally doesn't make uh, wise choices. It hasn't done anything to, like, horribly render the fabric of space-time yet. Yeah, and we surprisingly haven't destroyed your apartment yet. Um. <laughs> I really expected that to happen. That's Me probably said at one point, where Astrid's like, Wow! It's a lot of fun! I expected this to go so much worse! <laughs> To be fair, we do still have another round to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so I have to do this one. I was planning on doing it before, but now the scenario is just a little bit different. So now I'm floating, and I think Shield Maiden starts to float towards Andromeda. Um, and Shield Maiden doesn't really know how to, like control like where they're going at the moment um because like she does have like jets on her uh power armor so that way like she can fly around or like control herself when she's you know being tossed through the air or anything like that but she doesn't really want to set them off in your apartment <laughs> oh no so i think she is just kind of drifting towards you um and she puts out one like big gauntleted hand against the wall to stop the two of you from crashing into it. But as we train, we end up in an awkward situation, our bodies too close and hearts even closer. Do you give in or push me away harder than before? Why? Uh, I have I have an important question. Is, is she doing the thing where one hand's against the wall and Astrid is pressed against the wall? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. And um <laughs> Yeah, I think she is going to take her helmet off and be like, "So this is uh really fun. I'm enjoying this a lot actually. I'm glad you guys came over. Lord Sprinkles and I, it's it's lonely sometimes." Who? Oh, my hamster. Oh, oh. I, okay. Um <laughs> Well, I'm Glad you had us over. It's a nice place. Yeah, training with you is fun. I mean, even if this wasn't probably your your normal training, I, I had fun. Your armor's like a jungle gym. It's so fun to climb and spin on. I enjoy being around you. And she just smi and they just smile. Alina smiles too, holding back so many jokes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, there are jokes to be made there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can, um, if you ever wanted to come over to my place, um, I can show you all the different things that this armor, uh, does, because I, ha I have a lab at my place. But, yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> nice spending time with you, too. Their eyes, like, sparkle and... They're just like, yeah, I, yeah, I'd like that. And I want to say it cuts to the next person. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm blushing so bad. That was so cute. I am too. 
Yeah, my cheeks are burning. It's fine. (laughs) That's what this game is supposed to do. (laughs) We stay up. That was good. So it's my turn, right? Yeah. Awesome. So I've actually been looking at the questions, so I am prepared this time. Hell yeah. So, Flora, seeing as how we have decided to split it (laughs) to devils, um... (laughs) There is going to be a moment where you look over at Sonia and she has, it's kind of a flash of, of um, Shield Maiden's eyes and a flash of um, uh, Andromeda's eyes. And then they kind of settle in to your eye color. And as, and as they kind of settle into that, this like little smile kind of plays across her features. And uh, as we train, I am obviously distracted by you. Do you take advantage of this to learn my true feelings? Or do you pointedly ignore me and why? Good question. Flora is not forward, but they are very curious. They're a very curious person. <laughs> and if they see this, they, they are going to say something just very gently. So I'm going to have to figure out how do I word this? Are your eyes open or are they? I guess they have to be open if I can see the eye color. Oh, man, I am special time today. Um, I think we all are. <laughs> we're doing a good job y'all um she'll uh she'll kind of scooch a little closer to you just like slightly ever in the slightest bit and she'll just like put her hand you know how you like rest your knee on your or rest your elbow on your knee and put your like hand uh your chin in your hand and she just like looks at you and she's like what you thinking about and she's just like that curious like head tilt that a cat does and she's just like looking up at you so this is what this is what happens when like a disaster lesbian plays a character i think that there's going to be like this definite like romantic moment of like sympathy kind of motioning to everything motioning to the the plant uh henry and to lord sprinkles that's not a mood killer uh motioning to lord sprinkles and just being like you feel everything so deeply and you feel everything and it's beautiful blush she's like that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to a sweet little gardener like me. That's what Tex in there. Um, she's like, she just, she just blushes a bit and she like tries to cover her face just a tad bit. And she's like, you are the sweetest person. And I am so glad to be sitting out here with you in the almost rain when we got drenched because of me earlier. But I'm just so glad to have such a wonderful, empathetic person in my life. And then she's going to look at Henry and be like, shut up, Henry. Um, is everything okay? Did Henry say something? Don't worry about it. He's just teasing. So I can feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe we should head back in. <laughs> that would be wonderful. And she'll like lightly touch your knee and be like, thank you for spending time out here with me today. Anytime. I really enjoyed it. Too. She'll scoop up Henry and Lord Sprinkles. And just like offer you one of them, and I guess we'll uh, go back and yeah, next person. <laughs> it me. Okay, so whenever we walk into the room, are y'all still in that pose? Or did you pull away before? Like, did we see that, or did y'all pull away before we like entered? Uh, I love the idea of if you guys saw that. <laughs> I, I I like I like you guys seeing that. <laughs> Good, I did too, so that's good. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. 
how can I exploit this? Not exploit because I wanted to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> exploit was the bad word there. Um, what can what can I do to make this fun? So I guess we'll walk in and <laughs> and we'll see that. And I won't say anything yet because I'm going to walk in as silently as possible. And I'm going to gently nudge uh, Sonya and be like, looks like they're having a little more fun than we are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that? Is that the question? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a question to go with it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you want to freeform it, go for it. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I don't know what else we could do. Here. <laughs> We're being a little loose with what training is. We are training our emotions. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'll nudge you, and I'll be like, "Hey, should should we?" go back outside like should we should we should we disturb them i feel like i might i feel like it's a little heavy in here you know um so i'm going to take a wild guess and say that things are still like very little gravity oh i forgot about that uh yeah because that's that's the only way my suit's getting off the ground right now (laughs) yeah you definitely feel the gravity shift as soon as you enter the room uh, in that case, I kind of imagine that it's going to be a lot of uh, things where it's just like Sonia is using, Sympathy is using like her shield power to kind of maneuver through the air. And then I kind of imagine like Flora could do the like weather manipulation to kind of create gusts. And I think that would be like a really cool little way to fly. But I think that there's like this moment where it's just like it's getting really heavy in here. And then there's going to be like a jar, like a mason jar just float by. <laughs> and it's going to be like, okay. Yeah, I guess. What is it full of, though? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, in my head, I'm just like, well, we're four lesbians, so it's like homemade jam. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that there's definitely going to be this moment of like, yeah, like, maybe we should um, let them continue their training. Uh, and when I say that, there's going to be a flash of, um, of uh, uh, Andromeda's eye color. And I'm just going to kind of, like, tuckle a little bit and then just, like, open the door. By the way, what is everyone's eye color? Because I know mine is kind of like a, like a gray color. Actually, but yeah, I'm going to write this down in the chat. Okay, so... Just so was... we can see, like, what, like, have that visual of what your eyes are flashing to. So yours is gray. Mm-hmm. And then we have Laura. Uh, dark brown. And Andromeda's is... What color are Andromeda's eyes? Okay, so yeah, so uh, Shield Maiden's uh, eyes are gray, Lynx's are dark brown, Andromeda's are purple, and um, what are Sympathy's uh, eye color naturally? Like black. Like fully just, like a Betazoid. I didn't even mean it that way, but like I didn't create her to be that way, but yeah. So yeah, we're gonna head out, and um, how do we, how do we... How do we make this continue, like, quote-unquote, training? Well, the last person um, would be uh, Andromeda, and then we can do other games. Um, Like, we might split off into uh, smaller groups after this. We could cut to a new day and just be doing something totally different. You would actually be the one to pick the next game, so uh, I guess prepare for that. Yeah, you could cut it there and... That could lead into your next game if you wanted it to. But you have some time to think while Andromeda picks the next question or makes one up, whatever you want to do. Well, the person I was going to ask a question to is no longer in the apartment. 
So, uh, I mean, you could try to catch them before they leave if that's good with everyone. Um, Wait a minute. Do you guys still have Lord Sprinkles? Did you guys ever put Lord Sprinkles down? I imagine that we put it, we, we, yeah, put it back. Okay. <laughs> I just, before we left, I whispered to him, I was like, please turn around, go inside your, go inside a corner, do not look, this is PG-13 or 21, <laughs> whatever age. <laughs> that hamster is older than you know. One of these days, Astrid's gonna get a pet, and they're just gonna be, like, an eldritch deity. You know, um, no, uh, okay, so, hmm, I want to do, I'm looking at one, but I'm like, oh, that'd be fun, but Astrid doesn't know anything about anyone. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Okay, so they leave, and Astrid, for a moment, I wouldn't say panics, because they don't panic often, but they get a little concerned, because they don't see Lord Sprinkles at first. And, you know, like, tiny hamster, low gravity, big apartment comparatively to the size of a hamster. So they lose their concentration on the gravity stuff, and everything thumps to the ground, including them. And they kind of, like, they skid. So they don't injure themselves badly, but they do injure themselves. Um, so the question is, I screw up and get hurt, but not too badly. Do you rush to my aid or admonish me for not being more careful? Why? And this is, this is, okay, it's obvious who it's at at this point. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask, since, are are you just like completely dropping, dropping the gravity or does it just like fluctuate for a minute? Um... Oh, geez. Because this could be the part where I fall through the floor. (laughs) In which case, I can't really rush to your aid. Astrid hurting themselves. So (laughs) let's just say it fluctuates for a second. And maybe not even the entire thing. They just, they themselves kind of fall. Okay. Um, So yeah, so I think... Alina gets, like, uh, since Alina took off uh, her helmet um, to get close to you, um, you can, like, see the fear in her eye, her eyes as you kind of drop. Not only because you have suddenly fallen, but she is also worried about herself and <laughs> your apartment and the floor, and a lot of bad things could happen. <laughs> but I'm going to say that um, she just kind of, like, pushes herself down the wall and until she's uh standing next to you and are you are you okay i'm okay i i have to i have to focus and like not let my emotions do anything when i'm doing bigger stuff because like i don't know if i should call it magic but my powers depend heavily on how my emotions are doing so like if i get worried sometimes things happen <laughs> and it, that's absolutely my fault i'm sorry i didn't drop you though i only dropped myself no right i mean you didn't drop me that's very good but did i make you uncomfortable or worried oh no no not at all the others just left and i was i was curious but also like last i saw they had my hamster so i wasn't oh do you and Alina, like, looks around for, like, 
the hamster cage and the hamster. Because as we established before, she didn't even notice the hamster at first. Yeah. And she's like, uh, do you need help finding it? Uh, it's like, it's, it's in the corner as instructed. He's just <laughs> hiding there. Just like, not sure what's going on. I assume. I'm like, I, I think, I think Link's, I think Lady Link's told him something. So he's kind of hiding over there. So yeah. I think, I think it's okay. But I should probably like just. And she relaxes and the gravity just returns to normal very slowly so that you don't fall through the floor. Nothing falls over except like everything's everywhere now. The jam jar is probably like on the couch. Uh, do you want some help cleaning up? Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Okay. And uh, Alina will step out of her suit and uh, just, like, grab the helmet as it's falling and put it on top of the suit. And, uh, yeah, we'll start just helping clean up. Like, put the jam jar in the kitchen, but doesn't really know where it goes in the kitchen. So, like, everything she does is just kind of half measures because she doesn't know where things are supposed to be. I feel like Astrid's kitchen is already... It's either a mess or, like, there's nothing there. And there's no in-between. Awesome. So, like, whenever Alina just puts a thing down, that's just where it belongs now. Yeah, it lives there now. (laughs) And you get to see... You get to see... You get to meet Mr. Sprinkles. He's just a little gray hamster. There's nothing special about him. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah, if you know what Russian dwarf hamsters are... They're the fucking cutest. I do. They're adorable. I used to be obsessed with them when I was younger. So that's what it's going to be. And he gets put back in his little enclosure. And they just put their hands on their hips and just like let out a big sigh. I think, all in all, that was pretty productive. I feel like we grew closer as a team. Astrid says, half the team not being there. <laughs> uh, well, some of us definitely did. <laughs> I feel like Astrid doesn't pick up on that. <laughs> Astrid is just like, yeah, definitely. And I think we can go to the next scene. Okay, well, first uh, we have our <laughs> our endings. Um, so we can each choose one of these. Either we train hard and have gotten much better, but we pushed ourselves over the edge and we've revealed a vulnerability to one another. So you may choose to take influence over someone or we train well, almost too well. At least one of us will learn to trust or forgive someone or something they were doubting. You may choose to let someone take influence over you. So I'll start us off since um, I'm also the one that picked the game. For me personally, I'll say we trained well, almost too well. (laughs) And yeah, I think Alina has learned to trust uh, Astrid a little more. And Astrid, you may take influence over me. Oh, okay. And then next would be... Next would be Sonya. Probably all going to pick this. Um, We trained well, almost too well. At least one of us will learn... Uh, to trust or forgive something or uh, someone or something they were doubting. And I'm going to say that I think that there's like a lot of like trusting in, in myself kind of stuff that I'm going to get better at after this. Now that I can kind of see how other people view me. 
And I'm going to choose to let uh, Flora take influence over me, who I believe already has influence over me because everybody does. Then Flora, you may shift to Sonia's labels. What, uh, you can oh. choose what she now embodies and what she now denies. Okay. Let me go back to the list of all these. I think I'll have her deny mundane because Flora views her as this brilliant, wonderful person who has such amazing powers. Who's just overly just wonderful. Um, and I think we will... Let me think. She will embody... I know, you kind of wrote yourself into a corner now. <laughs> I know! I was like, mundane's perfect for both of them, but oh, the power and wonderfulness of you is too much. Um, oh, geez. I'm like debating between superior and savior because she just has you on a pedestal now, which is not great. <laughs> so is it allowed to be the same one that it was before? Ooh, good question. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, you know, we'll put, yeah, we'll put superior. Yeah, we'll, we'll make you embody superior. Yeah. Okay. Whose turn is it now? Um, oh, I think it's mine. Um, like you said, I think we're all going to end up picking this, but I thought we trained well, almost too well. Um, and I feel like Sonya and I have gotten very much closer and she's helped me, helped me be a little more in touch with my, uh, emotions, which in, in turn helps me, helps me influence my, um, my powers so you can take influence over me i did i now have influence over everyone and um astrid you get to choose one okay so i am going to give surprise surprise alina influence over them or me and i already have it so um, you get to change Astrid's labels. I will say that you embody... Honestly, your labels are actually already really good. Um, I think you can leave them the same, can't you? I could. Yeah, I'm actually going to leave them, because I think it was a mix of, like, you approaching the training as something like a fun game rather than something serious, um, which was kind of weird for Alina, but she ended up really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, we ended up not destroying your apartment. So you still embody freak and deny danger. <laughs> yeah, danger surprisingly didn't come into the equation somehow. We're all just having too much fun being gay. <laughs> okay, and now uh, Sonya, you get to pick the next game. Be gay. Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. If you liked what you heard, the easiest way to let us know is on Twitter at TTRPGRoulette or on the Discord that we have linked in our pinned tweet. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash TTRPGRoulette where you can get things like bonus character creation episodes, blooper reels, an exclusive art gallery, and so much more. Links to all of that are also in our show notes. Another way to show us some love is by giving us a review on your podcatcher of choice. If you leave a good review with something you want to hear me say on air, I'll do it, as long as it's not offensive. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. 
Today's game was Kissing Capes by Lauren Peterson, GM of Nerds on a Roll. If you're interested in trying it out for yourself, follow the link in our show notes, where you can get it for 50% off through January 1st, 2021. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter at Bardic Martin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at The Law of Names, or on his masks AP, Otherwhere. Until next week, stay lucky. Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists working for an interdimensional library that catalogs and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc we'll be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on, but this is a fun way for us as players and you as listeners to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the roles, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. I'm Kite, and I am playing Real de Drakel, and they are a tiefling nerd. I'm Siva. I am playing Linda, the lovable office lady. And I'm Dorka. My character is Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This is the Eternity Archives. Archives.